Hi, um, it's Ash from Ash Souls Inc. And today I'm here with Nadia from Brodacious Brown Skin Girl. And we are going to be talking about brown girl representation in the media. Yes. Hi. <laughs> so, so where to start? Yeah. Um, obviously, we've had very similar experiences, both um, growing up as like um, brown Muslims in England um we've experienced like relatively the same thing so I was like I want to have this conversation with Nadia because I know she will like mirror the things that I've been feeling and also kind of there'll be just shed some light yeah and and some just yeah shed some lights because I think we also um have very differing opinions in certain aspects and I think that'll be quite good to explore and everything yes so where to start so growing up I think as I was growing up, there wasn't really any representation of brown people or Muslim people either. Or there was, I think, the only one I can remember is Waterloo Road. And I think the girl was called Trudy or something. And I just remember her taking her headscarf off for this boy. And it's that same trope that's coming, like escalating now that's be, being shown all the time. And it's like, oh, she's oppressed. She's taking her hijab off for this white boy I think he was called Finn or something and for me it was quite uncomfortable uncomfortable because in my house like I've been brought up to love my religion a lot and I'm very passionate about it even at a young age I wasn't really like ever I didn't feel insecure about my religion I was very open about it um, and maybe that's because I wasn't forced to wear a hijab in my house none of my family wear the hijab um, so I've always loved it and seeing that at a young age was really uncomfortable for me. Um, but yeah, what about you? Um, so I did used to wear a um, hijab for maybe seven years of my life. Um, and seeing that, it was very much like, it was it was, it was was kind of, because I was already very insecure with me wearing a scarf. Um, it was nothing to do with the religion or anything. It was just myself. And I was not a fan of like society and the scrutiny that I got. Uh, seeing like that trope of like um a hijabi girl taking the hijab off and like somehow becoming more like you know like independent and more like outgoing and like more confident like I don't know it was just it just made me feel so bad in myself because it was like it was like well if she can do it why can't I do it and it wasn't even for me it was purely because I saw it on screen that it was kind of influencing my behavior and I just it was not was not it <laughs> at all um yeah. I think especially with that being shown on TV, it can influence you as a, as a young girl as well because we're so pressured by society to be perfect or to be be this way, be that way. And seeing, oh, a girl's taking her hijab off and she's becoming this new, boisterous, like, um, confident person. I do think that, like you said, um, can influence influence a lot of young girls um but yeah yeah and talking about like the um like influencing of like brown like representation within the media I think one of them that one of the things that really stuck out to me when I was obviously when we were both planning this um was the the way in which like the brown character has now become sort of like a a again like an archetype like a like a trope so like how like you have like the popular girl or the cheerleader, the brown girl had become some sort of trope. Um, and it was it's like white people, are pre- I know it sounds a bit harsh, but white girls and boys, you have so many different genres. You have the preppy, the grunge, the goth, the skater. But then with brown people, it doesn't matter if you're North African or Middle Eastern or Muslim, Hindu, Sikh. It doesn't matter what your religion is or it's your skin and your being brown becomes your identity mm-hmm. um, and in a lot of shows I think it's getting a lot better than what it was but also it's kind of still that backwards western misconception that mm-hmm. all brown people are oppressed either because of religion or because of the colour of their skin. 100%. Um, I think one of the things that just stuck out to me was you know Aladdin and um, yeah. Just like I growing up I was like okay yeah she's an Indian princess she's like mm-hmm. she wasn't like I think I was like maybe like 
10 when I found out that she actually wasn't meant to be Indian. Yeah. Everything, they basically merged like Arab culture with Indian culture. Like she had a tiger called Raja. Yeah. But it's like, she was Arab, you know? But everything's just put into this one, one size fits all box. And even the original cartoon Aladdin, Jasmine is, she's not light skinned, she's dark skinned. But in the film, um, in the like real life adaptation, they gave it to what's called Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott, yeah. And she's, I think she's only like half of something and she's very, very oh, yeah. pale. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was a bit weird as well because when you see Jasmine in the cartoon version, she's quite dark. She's not, she's not light skinned at all. But like, I don't think dark skinned girls are presented as much as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially in culture as well. Oh, sorry. Uh, but especially in culture, it's very much like the lighter you are, the more prettier you are. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really toxic idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but go on, what are you going to say? Um, yeah, in terms of Naomi Scott, I think they did try and like kind of um, just like try and like fix the problem that Disney had with trying to merge um, Indian culture with Arab culture because they did suggest that um, Jasmine's mum was Indian. So she was like half. Parker, yeah. which I think was good that they addressed that but obviously Naomi Scott she's not Arab yeah she she's like half Indian so it's it's just like the way when they when Hollywood decide to cast people that don't exactly fit the racial like characterizations of these characters it's almost as if they're like portraying this false image of like what we're meant to be even though we're not the same as them you know and even though she might not have been the ideal type at least it was a step in the right direction i think because i do think they just kind of put it all into one box and then like yeah that's brown people for you um yeah in terms of uh, this entire like grouping together it's almost as if like our brown representation in the media is not for us and it's more for like you know like the white people who are watching it's like for their entertainment you know it's like um, Citizen Khan comes to example, you know, comes to my head. Um, it's just an absolute joke. Yeah. Watching, watching just like a clip of it, I'm like, no. Yeah. It's so stereotypical. It's, it's funny, but not in a way that should be funny. I know what you mean. Like it's borderline. It's not even borderline. It's very offensive the way in which it's um, portrayed and stuff. And it, I just don't think that humor is for us. And I think that humor is for white people who want to laugh at people that are different you know 100 and i think especially even in not even in the media but in fashion well not even in hollywood in film in fashion too so you have companies like versace and dior who are now bringing in that style of the headscarf whereas in brown culture like obviously a lot of not a lot but a lot of brown people are muslim and that that it's a cultural and religious connotation of like being modest and whatever and in fashion it's been brought in and it's like oh it's cool it's edgy it's it's something new but then when it's a brown person doing that exact same thing it's oh it's oppressive why are they covering themselves so it's okay when Bella Hadid or like Kendall Jenner wears like a satin headscarf and it's like a bandana type but when it's a brown I feel like when it's a brown person doing that it's just twisted in a in a different way yeah um, I think yeah in terms of like how the hijab for brown people is perceived as more oppressive as opposed to like if like a white person was to like don it as like a fashion like a fashion accessory it's very much like the France band you know like it's like these French fashion bands or like the fashion fashion brands are allowed to like um Put these headscarves on they're allowed to be like oh this is fashionable or i'm gonna wear it and i'm gonna um have my hair out but like it's still a scarf and you're allowed to do that but um muslims are not allowed to wear the scarf as a sense of like fashion you know they're, like, they're not allowed to wear it because it looks nice because it automatically is like okay that's oppressive you shouldn't be wearing that because that's like religious that's promoting religious extremism even though it's not especially think with like 9-11 as well I think the media just kind of put us all into one box and I don't think it mattered matters if you're Arab if you're Pakistani if you're Indian if a lot of like after 9-11 
it is not even Islamophobia because people who weren't Muslim and were brown were getting like attacked for no reason and like it I think it just created this really like hostile environment for people and especially like brown people living in America because they say it was like it was Arab Americans um who were getting majority of like hate and stuff but there was also non-Arab Americans who were getting like ridiculed and race just discriminated against just for the color of their skin and I think films like Zero Dark Thirty was so like just kind of like reinforced that it was so uncomfortable for me to watch um and I think with cases like the Abu Abu Ghraib prisons and Guantanamo Bay, I think if it, if it was the other way around, say if it was brown people doing that to white people, it would be absolutely everywhere. Everyone would be appalled. But I do think there is this like white supremacist attitude that is so prevalent today, even with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, like it's so prevalent and I think it's just so hard to fight against and it should be fought against but it's so difficult to be fought against. Mm-hmm. Yeah I think going back to like Zero Dark Thirty and this like just any post-war on terror you know like any po- like war on terror um, action thriller it was or like even any action thriller I feel like there's been yeah. a theme of having like brown antag- antagonists like yes become like a a genre in itself exactly and it's like it frustrates me it's like it's gotten to the stage where my dad was watching bodyguard yeah like I know there's like a brown terrorist and I I knew that and I knew he was watching it I was like why are you watching it you're promoting this like this archetype of having like a brown terrorist or like an Arab terrorist that really it just frustrates me so much it's just I just don't understand why that has to be the choice of antagonist I currently the trope or like the most like seen antagonist or villain in any kind of action movie is a brown terrorist yeah and it doesn't matter like I said before I'll say it again I will keep saying it doesn't matter what kind of brown you are it doesn't matter if you're African if you're if you're Arab if you're South Asian uh, it's we're all just clumped together Mm -hmm. and I think that's so frustrating in itself um being just clumped together as a like you have you have Italian you have um my mind's gone blank you have Italian you have Spanish you have and their cultures are so different and they get they get treated differently whereas with brown people we're we're just like on the other side of the world and it's kind of just everyone's just clumped into one into one box um and I think growing up in England as well um there's been a few occasions when like people I know or I have myself have been called like racial slurs like packy and stuff and it's even happened to friends who I have that are like Indian or like not even Pakistani but that's just that racial slur used to for everyone who's brown yeah, yeah I think there is also like this kind of discrimination within the like brown community which I'm saying brown is in like collectively yeah how white people see brown people um but it was like I used to go to this Arabic school um and the the like the teachers there couldn't fathom that I was Indian and Muslim like they're just like you which is ridiculous which is so it makes me so angry because it's and so frustrated that people can't differentiate between religion and ethnicity Mm -hmm, 100% um, and it was like, it's just even now, like if I say I'm Indian, it's like everyone's like, oh, you're Indian? Oh my God, I didn't even know. I thought you were like Arab or something. How um, are you How are you Muslim and Indian? That is so ridiculous, but it's, I mean, it's not the first time I've heard it. And it's just like, it's not even that, it's not even that. I think in, in high school, it was very much like, it was, I don't know, it was just really weird saying I'm Indian because everyone was so shocked. And they were like, okay, that you're not what an, what we thought an Indian person was gonna be like. You know? Yeah. It's like the typical Indian person in like like CBBC shows. Like, my sister's obsessed with like Rose Gupta from My High. Like, she's been obsessed with her for ages. Oh yeah. Um, but I've never identified with her, just because like she was clever. She like um, I don't know. It's just the the clever stereotype. You know, the clever stereotype like nerdy, clever, yeah, naive, innocent. Um. 
she had strict parents and stuff like that and I just I just never it never sat right with me because obviously we both do humanity degrees it's like it's not the typical route for a, a brown person which is evident given the like amount of brown people or any people of color on our course there is like five maybe people yeah I think and I remember I've become I don't know about you but I'm growing up I've become really conscious about that like I as soon as I go into a room or a classroom or a lecture lecture hall I automatically see if there are any other brown people that I can relate like relate to or like I don't know it's just become I've become very aware of it um and I do think that is through media representation as well because through through even through the news like being shown oh brown people are bad brown people are bad brown people are bad it makes you self-conscious and it makes you feel like if I'm walking down the street am I going to get am I going to get like racially discriminated against it, it does it it's always in the back of your head you might not be thinking it every single day but it's always there in the back of your head oh my um, God. it's like when I see I know it's going to sound bad but when I see the um English flag on someone's house it's very um it, it gives me anxiety I'm not gonna yeah. lie because it makes and I know I shouldn't stereotype because I'm just doing what's being done to us back to other people but it does give me an anxiety where I'm like shall, shall I cross the road and just cross because I don't want to go past that house um and I do think like the news the news influences people so much and people don't go out of their way to read other interpretations of the news so say like I'm trying to think of like a so like BBC they've had some issues in the past 100% and people will just take what they say and not think about it and then that becomes internalized that becomes your view and then that's your opinion on the world mm-hmm. and I think it's so scary as well same with tv if you're seeing a brown um, a muslim brown girl take her hijab off um for a boy and she's feeling oppressed people who don't know about the religion don't know about brown culture are just are ignorant to it in general will take that as like internalize that opinion mm-hmm. um and I think that's a scary thing in itself mm-hmm. yeah in terms of yeah it's just the the like because I've growing up I had um predominantly white friends because I, I grew up in, um, <laughs> yeah and obviously they knew they knew things about my religion they knew things about my culture but it was also like some things they didn't know and it was very much like when I was trying to explain something to them they were like oh was that even a thing or is that oh I thought it was like this because they'd been influenced by not even water yeah not Not water water. in Ramadan the amount of times I had to say that every year when it came to Ramadan not even water you can't drink water how do you not eat for 30 full days it's that ignorance yeah um yeah 100% um I just think I don't know I just think because there was also a lot of when I was in year seven there was a lot of um I think that was when you know the attack in London happened where that guy um like yeah um and there was uh, there was a lot of like Islamophobia in my school like there was very there was like this girl who'd like tweeted something about blowing up all the mosques or something oh god I'm like everyone and it was like it was no, no one like said anything about it it was normalized it was normalized but it was also like no one brought it up yeah and like I I went to talk to the girl I think and yeah I genuinely I'm annoyed that I didn't get annoyed about it Speak like, up. yeah yeah I, was I think very, I sc- oh sorry go on I was very um chill about it which is really stupid because, like, she'd make up this elaborate lie about her, like, um, friend who'd taken her account and tweeted it instead. Yeah. Um, and I be- I didn't believe it, but it was kind of just, like, it excused it. I was like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. But it's not about it affecting me personally, you know? It's affecting the Im- image of, like, who we are. And yeah. the fact that I said that it didn't affect me, it's just, like, I'm normalising it as well. I think high school's a very difficult time, especially in the time that we were growing up. Because my little sister now, she's got two older sisters who have been through that. So when she 
when she was going into high school, we said to her, if anyone says anything to you, you say it straight back. But when me and my sister were growing up, because there's only two years between us, we were kind of going through that at the same time. And high school is such a weird place. It's such a toxic place as well. Because like you said, I had predominantly white friends too. And like when I used to see, I used to say like, oh, I don't get along with brown girls. I don't get along with brown girls. I don't get along with Muslim girls. And that became my opinion. But why? For what? Because society, because girls who were my friends were like, oh, they're weird. They're weird. And like when you used to see all like the brown girls sitting together or all the Muslim girls sitting together, all the girls with the headscarf sitting together, they'd be like, oh, look at them over there. Look at them over there. And because I was friends with these people, it, it internalized in me. And it only was when I got out of high school into college, I realized I was like, that's so wrong. Like, and I don't know how it, how it comes about, but in high school, I became almost embarrassed of who I was. Yeah. And it's really like, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's because of the media, because of the news, because of what, but it's like, I almost like shrank into this shell and like tried to be as white as possible. <laughs> like I still had my religion. I still like didn't like eat pork or like drink alcohol or do like anything crazy like that. Um but like it, I just became like this I wanted to be like all the white girls I wanted to have blonde hair I wanted to have blue eyes I wanted to I wanted to have the palest skin ever and it was really like a toxic atmosphere mm-hmm. and I think growing up not seeing girls embrace their brown identity on the tv or even like in general not seeing them embrace it, it does have a, like a really big impact on you mm-hmm. as a person yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that was it for me. I think mine experience was very similar, only it was qu- kind of different in the sense that the brown, like, friendship groups that we had, um, um, which I did end up labelling the Muslim squad, which was a bit bad. But, <laughs> but see, even that is in- internalised, isn't it? Exactly. It um, just becomes normal. Yeah, but it's like they're in... They were very exclu- like exclusatory, in the sense that if you didn't do sciences, if you if you didn't want to do medicine, you know, if you didn't want to, if if I if I had white friends, like I had white friends, my white friends were probably, I was, I'm, they're honestly my favorite people in the entire world. Like even now. one of my my white friends from high school, I'm still friends with to this day, and we literally go to the gym together, we go out all the time. Like she's one of my best friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it was just kind of just like I felt excluded with them. Yeah. Um, like I just it intimidated me just like this because I was like I was like I was very into you know like the integrating of like friendship so I was like you know I don't need to like go around with the people that um I identify with in order to like make me feel comfortable with myself but it was almost as if like I felt that they hated me because I chose that path that's so true as well and I feel like a lot of brown girls are very like defensive and they will, st- we, we will stick together, especially in high school when you see it, like girls will stick together because they don't want to deal with that, that other, that racist, like it's better to just stay in their bubble, I feel like. And that's not good in itself. We should try and like integrate cultures. But I remember my friend, even in college, she used to say like, um, in, they had like a Costa area in college and like all the white people would sit together, all the black people would sit together, all the brown people would sit together and that was just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think people, brown people do tend to, especially in high school, stick together because it's easier mm-hmm. and you, they don't have to deal with that racism because they relate to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like I was saying before, like, seeing a brown person in my class it's like oh we've got that got that link even though I might not know you at all I might like not know you at all but you relate to me Mm -hmm. we can relate to each other we've probably both had some sort of racial just like injustice that we've both faced and it kind of just brings you closer together I think yeah I think see I don't know I just think in terms of me I felt like I couldn't relate to like the brown like population of my year because um, I think in year seven um I kind of like I had a friend that I'd known since I was like maybe three but we hadn't seen each other for like a good seven years before we came into year seven and then we like obviously started talking again and then it 
became that we like we were like together constantly and it wasn't like it was almost we got pushed together like yeah. just because we were both brown and it was like it just didn't sit right with me and it was also like I wasn't able to talk about certain things with her because like the brown you know like um certain things were like taboo in like yeah. culture you know like talking about mental health um talking about like periods exactly exactly and it was just, yeah it was just kind of like I felt so uncomfortable I couldn't even talk about like mental health or anything with her and I was suffering quite a bit um in like the beginning years of high school and I just couldn't talk to her about it like I just didn't feel like she understood. so I literally would talk to anyone else about it I would literally go up to someone I'd barely talk to and just tell them this entire thing because I was like oh brown people wouldn't understand but the yeah. reason I thought brown people wouldn't understand is because of course media and of course this like this thing that was like okay no in a brown household mental health is completely taboo you're not allowed to talk about it um which is to be fair culture brown culture can be like that but also it's not like that at the same time like these media interpretations of like brown parents being so strict being like not being able to like to talk to their kids properly like not having that father daughter or like mother daughter bond like 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 white families do um it's so wrong because my parents are the most supportive parents that like anything I do I didn't want to go into medicine and they weren't like oh we disown you you're you're a disgrace they were literally like do whatever makes you happy so I I don't think I've ever seen that on tv can you think yeah. of one occasion where you've seen a brown household and you've seen the parents say, do what makes you happy? It's okay. I, I can't. can't. I can't think of How scary is that? I know. Yeah, no, I genuinely can't think of an example. Um, it's okay, you don't have to do medicine. <laughs> do what you want to do. Live your life. Yeah. I can't think of one example. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's definitely a trope. Is the 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 strict parents very much is a trope? Um, mm -hmm. I think in terms of good good representation recently, have you seen any? I, I would I say, yeah, new girl. I love Cece. Yeah. She's yeah. just she's amazing. She represents, I think, this new this new brown identity that's coming out, where it's like. It's more, it has more personality towards it, I think. Mm -hmm. She's just like, she annoyed me in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. She was a bit annoying. But as the seasons went on, she she grew on me a little bit. And I just think, I think she is, if, if no one's seen it, they should watch it because there are people going to watch this. So go watch New Girl. <laughs> it's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, no, 100%. Was, I think Cece is probably one of the, like, the, the brown girl representation that I identify with the most. Yeah. Just because she she's like she somehow manages to balance like you know like her her like western world like with her like a indian like culture which is like so interesting um and also like the depiction of like arranged marriage and everything in and the indian. fact that she marries a jewish white boy <laughs> she doesn't marry she doesn't get the arranged marriage to what i can't remember his name she marries yeah. the jewish kid so she's she's Indian he's Jewish and like their families were just kind of had to deal with it and I think that's something positive as well yeah 100% because it's like she did not she didn't like you know she didn't have to like mask or like discard her like Indian identity in order for that relation to work you know like Schmidt literally did a Bollywood dance like on them <laughs> yeah I think like he's the one that literally embraced her culture and it was honestly my favorite thing to see I think it's one of my favorite like scenes was him like doing that Bollywood dance to impress Cece's mom and oh yeah, that was funny so good um, even when he was like when they first got introduced to each other and he was like oh yeah I love India and he was like he was trying and Nick was like oh what do you love? And he's like, mango chutney. <laughs> mango chutney. <laughs> and it's so funny. And even though, like, that is a stereotype. Well, it's not a stereotype. It is, it's kind of is a stereotype, kind of isn't. But um, even though, like, some people might get offended by that, I just really liked the way New Girl mm. kind of included her ethnicity as her identity. Yeah. She wasn't just a brown girl. She was an Indian girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think, 
I don't think there's much different in in other shows. There's not any like difference. Different. What's that word? Differentiation. That word <laughs> between, like you said, Indian, Pakistani, Arab, whatever. Like, there's no. Yeah. So in like New Girl. Um, oh, so I feel like it's it's very like they'd utilize these stereotypes and they'd also like flip them on the head. You know, so like Schmidt would talk about like, okay, yeah, um, I love samosas, I love mango chutney, I love like these things, but it was also like, and he, he I think he says, your beautiful curry smell, which is like the worst line in the entire show. Like, I'm yeah. Sorry, oh. But it was just like, it was funny because we know she definitely didn't smell like that. You know, like she definitely yeah. Um, And it was just like, she was a model. She was like the prettiest person in the entire world. Like honestly, beautiful. She's so stunning. Um, I think because she she was representing a new kind of brown person where it was like she's not oppressed she's not she's like she's a model she like she shows skin she she was kind of like this a new version of brown people that I don't think brown, um white audiences will have seen before. Mm-hmm. And I think they did have like a, a little hint of like a, a strict parenting. But it wasn't to do with like, you know, it wasn't to do with like not stopping her from doing things she wants. It was very much, I I think it was more realistic in a sense. Yeah. Like it it was more to do with, you know, like perception, which is like, it's common in culture. I'm sorry, like it is. Yeah, like what will other people think? Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like a, it's not like a media thing. It it does genuinely happen. Um, So I was okay with that, you know, like I was okay with that being shown because I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's accurate. That's fine. But it was shown in a way where you weren't embarrassed about your own culture. I do think a lot of TV shows and like films try, I don't think they try to, but I think it's just like a, a consequence of these like shows it makes you embarrassed about your own culture because but it's not true at all like the way that this shown like perceptions and it makes you think oh is that how people view is that how people view my culture when I love my culture I love the food I love the music I love I love everything about my culture but when you see it on tv and you're like oh you just like grimace a bit you're like "Mm, is that is that how we look Mm -hmm. no it was like Harry Potter you know um um what's the name Padma and Parvati. Yeah. Their, their Indian clothes in like, you know, the, the ball scene. I was like, they're disgusting. Okay, like Hermione's off here. Hermione's here with this like pink, like really pretty, really, really pretty gown. And it's just like these yeah. are in like orange. Yeah. And I, think- I think that that was good in the sense that they had some brown representation, but also it's like, oh, you're a side character. You're not really important. You're yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. You're just there to tick the cultural diversity box. And then that's it. Um, yeah. It's like, like, oh, having the side best friend who's brown or exactly. whatever. But go on. They were like the last people to be picked for the Yule Ball. You know, like Harry and Ron were like, couldn't find a date at all. And then they were like, oh my God, wait, they've still not got anyone. You know, it was like, it was just like the fact that they were excluded like that. Um, they were literally only there to like fill that that role. And I do I do think that presents itself in real life too, which is kind of scary because like, say for I was like I was always a PE person, like I did GCSE PE. I was very like because my mum was very sporty, so it kind of passed down to me. But other girls who were like brown, always getting picked last to everything. Like even like dodgeball or like volleyball, always pick last for everything. And I do think either real life is influenced by media or the media influences real life. I don't know. It, they're both kind of connected together because I don't, I don't know. It was just, it's kind of weird that, like you said, they were picked last for the prom dates in real life. Brown girls are always, I feel like we're always picked last. I was personally, but I I always used to make a mental note, like when they were doing teams and stuff, and I was like, oh, look, it's brown girls that are left, brown girls that are left, all the white girls have been picked. I know that's a bit toxic in itself, but um, but yeah, you yeah, it's always in the back of my mind. Yeah, you, you always end up like, you know, like noticing all these things, you know, um, which is just not fun. Uh, yeah, no, I was definitely the type of person that would be left behind in a <laughs> um, PE because I can't do PE. And also, like, 
Ezekiel was definitely racist. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, no, in terms of, let's go back to good representation. Oh yeah, let's go, let's go back to good. Something good, positive. Never have I ever, right? Never have I ever came out last year in lockdown, right? Um, there are mixed reviews on it, apparently, but um, when I first watched it, I was completely in love with it. I was like, I, okay, I liked it too. Yeah, I was like, okay, there's this um, brown girl. She's not like overtly pale. She's not whitewashed. She's like, yeah. they chose like, I think they even chose like the cast it because it was Mindy Kaling, and yeah. she wanted to choose like someone that had like literally experienced the same things as Davy had in um, Never Have I Ever. Yeah. Um, so she chose um, Mayatri. I think Mayatria. I don't remember her name. Really. Sorry if I said it wrong. <laughs> said it wrong. Um, but it's just like the way they did it. It was like okay, she wasn't like happy with her culture, but it was in a way that was very, very you know like accurate. It was very like I definitely felt like that when like I was you could relate up. to it. And I think especially like that tabooness of like sexuality. I think that was explored like nicely oh, in that God. show, and I don't think that's been done before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know amazing like honestly in terms of like good like mixed you know like good like interracial couples and stuff some of them are so bad some of them are just like no you know you know like you know what you're talking about like when they take the scarf off for the, for the guy yeah like in like elite so um elite waterloo road any it's quite a few I could, I could make a list and it was just kind of you know like obviously like the um the like removing of one identity to embrace another identity or like in, in order to like like succeed as an interracial it couple. was like you could only be one or the other exactly you could either yeah. only you could be you're either oppressed by your religion or you're going against your religion and you're being this out like boisterous outgoing person mm-hmm. and for me I was kind of always in the middle I'm not gonna lie growing up I was kind of in the middle like even in primary school I, I was head girl in primary school okay so I'll put that into perspective wow. I know <laughs> considering there was only like three brown people in the, my class I, I made an effort to get that oh, like, yeah. head girl <laughs> so I was kind of always in the middle and I didn't really I feel like I never wore the hijab and I never like kind of went against my religion I've kind of always just been that middle and I don't think there's been any like good representation of that until now mm-hmm. um but it's still a bit sometimes it's a bit meh but yeah. I think it's getting better I want mm-hmm. to say I think definitely you know the rise of TikTok has really helped me with my like Indian identity yes, just like you know you know seeing the like you know the brown girl trends you know like the trends of them dressing in their like cultural outfits and stuff it's like I, I honestly went through a phase, maybe like seven years of my life, not wearing Indian clothes at all. Maybe like 10 years of my life. I just didn't wear Indian clothes. I was like, no, I'm gonna wear like English clothes. I'm gonna go to like Miss Selfridges and get my clothes for Eid from there. Um, and then just recently for Eid this year, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wear um, Indian clothes. So like I went to Longside Market, got myself nice. Oh yeah, that's so Indian nice. Clothes, and it made me so happy to like wear it. Cause I was like, I literally look like, you know, um, have you watched Copy Cushy Gone? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was like, I was like, I'm like channeling Pooja in this, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I know what you mean. But I do think like with the likes of the rise of TikTok and stuff, like it's had such a good influence on people. And I do think this new, this new like Gen Z, I do think they're very very open to different cultures, which is a good thing. Whereas when we were growing up, I don't think that was around as much like when my mum used to say when my mum used to play like Bollywood music in the car and she had the windows down and like music blasting I used to get embarrassed I used to be like this is my seat I used to like crouch down and like pretend like make sure there's no like white people walking past because they might think we're weird but now I'm the one who's like come on put, put the Bollywood on turn it up like in the car so and, and I do think that is with either as growing up as a person and growing as like into like adulthood or it's like stuff like TikTok, which makes you, it makes you realise that you're not the only one who probably feels like this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel included. I know like it's strange at the end of the day and it's social media, but it makes you feel more included and more confident about who you are. And you think when you see stuff, you're like, oh, I'm not the only person who thought that. Other people were thinking that. And I think that's something really nice, something really positive that comes out of like this generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, 
I think one of the the things that really stands stand like um, out for me right now, in terms of like how like I've how I personally have like like um, treated brown representation in terms of like Bollywood, right? Um, I think I made one of my friends watch um, um, a Bollywood movie, and they absolutely loved it. And I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. You know, I was kind of like, please don't laugh at it. Please don't laugh at it. Like, because some of it was very, you know, like, but it's like, they loved it so much and it made me so happy. They loved it so much that they've got some songs on their playlist now. With, Same uh, with one of my friends. Yeah. Um, and I, one thing I do like about Netflix is that they have a lot of Bollywood movies on there, like some of the classics. And it gives, I think it's like, if people probably don't see it like this, but I always think if like someone's scrolling past and like, oh, that looks like a good film. Like it gives more representation, I think, of like brown culture because I feel like Bollywood films aren't really talked about. Oh yeah. Like, like, like Hollywood films are. And maybe that's because we're in like a Western society. I don't know, but even on TV, you don't really see Bollywood films being played. Oh, I know. Unless you're on like a, an Indian or like an Asian channel. But with like Netflix and like Amazon Prime, I do think that there's been more of like a raise of like awareness yeah. and like more of a, like more people watching Bollywood. And I do think, mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to show people like brown culture is not just all oppression. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just all bad stuff, It's there's good stuff too. Yeah, exactly. even like I just remember there's this one boy on TikTok and he was a like, um, white boy he was like in high school and he like does these videos where he's like right come on we're going to like the local shop we're gonna go get some samosas and he's like mm, 10 out of 10 he's like mashallah mashallah and he's like just like being like being himself but like embracing other cultures mm-hmm. and I think stuff like that can make people change their views as well because they hit one of his friends was racist or something and then he saw his friend do that and he's like oh that's quite funny actually that's quite quite nice I might go try some more so I don't know but yeah I do think there's a lot of positive things to come out of this generation like cultural appreciation just like because I think like in terms of like it's like cultural appreciation is just really important I think that's really helped me in terms of like well I literally bought like a mendicone into school into like Mm-hmm. one um, thing I will say about my childhood that I loved about my primary school was world food day oh yeah and my grandma and my mom used to make biryani and like one of one of the other girls moms would do like um henna and like everyone would like surround surround my mom like with her food or surround like the girl getting girl doing henna the mom doing henna and like days like that used to make me feel so like a part of society it was weird because it was like I was proud of like my identity and my culture and my food like so being going through like world food day in primary school it made me feel like a part of the community so it was like people you'd have it's like you were put on like this pedestal for the day and it was kind of like everyone would come to you like, oh, what's your mum made? What's your mum made? Oh my god, it's so nice. And it was kind of like you were appreciated and your identity was appreciated. Even if it was just for that one day out of the whole year, mm-hmm. it, it was like something I looked forward to. Um, yeah. And I don't think they I don't think primary schools really do that anymore. No. No, yeah, no, I, I couldn't percent agree though. Like I was like, you know, whenever there was an, an opportunity for me to like showcase my culture like the way I wanted to yeah um I fully embraced it like we were doing something god yeah we were doing Islam in year six the teacher would constantly answer me ask me questions I was like yep I know everything (laughs) because it was like I know everything about Islam (laughs) (laughs) and it was like I was um we had like an Eid like RE lesson I was like to my mom can we make samosas can we take samosas into school and it's like we took them in and they were so good um and it's just like because I know everyone likes the food yeah I was like you know what that's one thing I feel like people appreciate the food mm-hmm. of like brown culture yeah it's just it's just great it's great just being like 
like yeah I'll bring some samosa and then get so happy they're like oh my god yes um I don't know it's just it that is very helpful in terms of like helping us see ourselves differently is just this cultural appreciation and like the because it's like it's less and also the what we saw you were talking about with them Bollywood movies being included into like Amazon Prime and Netflix it's brown representation is no longer being sorry my dog sorry um brown representation is no longer being seen like from um like white people for white people like it's not like brown representation for white people it's more like for us as well yeah because like obviously netflix mainstream like broadcasting like um what's called platform um and it's like showing bollywood movies it's like for us you know like it's really nice for it to be for us. I just think, okay, what would you change now? Okay, let's go, let's go like, what What would you want to see in like, the, let's say the next 10 years, how would you want brown representation to progress in the media? I'd want to see more people like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but more people like me who are in the middle, who are, so say like a Muslim girl, but she doesn't wear the headscarf, she's, doesn't feel oppressed by her religion. She's just a normal Muslim Pakistani girl who's living her life. Because I don't, I don't think I have ever seen a show and I thought, yeah, I relate to her, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Like I, I can't relate to anyone on TV. I don't think because it's so normalized that Western perceptions are you're either you wear the hijab and you're really religious and you're oppressed by your religion but you're also I don't know you yeah you're oppressed by your religion or it's you you hate your religion you do everything against your religion you don't believe in Islam but your parents make you believe in it or like I don't know stuff like that I just want to see someone who's normal I think it's so hard to just see like for them I don't know why but it's so difficult for just a normal perception for, for me what's normal is how I am and I just don't see that on tv so if I got to change something I'd make someone normal someone like me and I'd just put them on the tv and say this is this is the this is real life this isn't what you fiction yeah. it's 21st century Pakistani, Muslim girl, here you go. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> what about you? Um, okay, I think, okay, my one of my favourite movies currently is, well, not currently, it's been my favourite movie for, like, since it came out. Crazy Rich Asians, right? I love that film. That is such a great film. I've watched it five times in a row easily. I but love yeah, it. You know, like, how it's an entire, like, um, East Asian cast. Yeah. Entirely. And... I kind of want to see that for us, for South Asians. I want to see like an entirely South Asian Hollywood movie. That would be amazing. Like, just just showing different like different like kinds of like South Asians. You know, like not just not just the the stereotypes. You know, I want to see all of it. I want to see like the fashionable ones. I want to see the ones that are nerdy. I want to see. Um, the ones that choose to embrace like their culture a lot like you know I just want to see all of that and I want so basically I want a South Asian version of Crazy Rich Asians essentially is what I want. (laughs) I want more cartoon brown identity because I don't feel like there's not there's not a lot I don't think I'd like to see more of that I think. um, South Asian princess South Asian Disney princess I want one well, you know Tiana, uh, yeah. Princess and the Frog. Oh, Prince, yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be South Asian. As in um, Prince Naveen? Yeah, sorry, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be that South Asian, but none of his identity is South Asian in its, like, representation at all. Mm-hmm. I remember when I watched it, I thought he was mixed race. Yeah, it's like, his mum was in a sorry, wasn't he? Wasn't she? Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, no. But like, genuinely, I want, I want like a, an Indian or like Indian or Pakistani fronted. Yes. I think Indian or Pakistani, but I mean like any South Asian. I've definitely. Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> um, I want like, 
a Disney princess for us. Yes. And I don't want people saying we already have one because Jasmine is not ours. We do not claim her. (laughs) Jasmine is Arab, I want to say. She is Arab, but it's also like Indian culture. Indian is kind of like I said before, and I'll keep saying it again, put into one box. There you go. There's all brown people. They're all the same. No difference between them. Yeah. um, Like just this grouping together of like South Asians is not beneficial for us because then we also are just like, we're not like them. We're different to them, you know? It kind of splits us up as well. Like, so where where we're like with people who experience the same injustices as us or the same lack of representation in the media and stuff, it's kind of that, that like Western perception kind of splits us up as well and where we, we should all be coming together we're kind of pushed apart and like oh you're Indian you're not the same you don't understand my my injustices or like you're, Af- you're Afghan you don't understand and I think that's toxic in itself as well really yeah it's just not, it's not it. it's like, you know it's almost like this we want to be like united rather than divided you know and just the forceful like pushing together of cultures means that we choose to be separated rather than like united you know because it's like you're minimizing you're, you're like generalizing their experience as if it's like all the same okay. um, which is like completely understandable and it's also like that is the reason why it's so difficult for minorities to stand together against white supremacy is because this and this idea of like our injustice is more than yours oh mm-hmm. yeah it's just like generalized experience you know just being like okay and yeah i think that is time we've we, it's been a mess but yeah we've talked about quite we a digressed lot. a lot <laughs> yeah um but hopefully it was interesting for everyone to listen to and hopefully we do this again yes 100 percent on a different topic on a different topic yeah um so if anyone has any like thoughts or anything, if you could 100% just get in contact with any of those five of our social medias, yeah. um, which I will put on the side, like a YouTuber, you know, I'll put on the side. Um, and yeah. That's it for now. That's it. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.